WKCR-FM, New York. (laughs) This is Jazz Alternatives, and this is music from Jimmy Lyons that you've never heard because this is Deep Focus on WKCR. Thank you. 
Music from the great Jimmy Lyons and this recording from Mers, Germany, West Germany at the time, June 4th, 1979, the Jimmy Lyons Quartet. This is a live recording from uh, the local radio station that we've pulled out of the WKCR archives tonight. My name is Mitch Goldman. This is Deep Focus, a program that we do here from time to time, and uh, guests come. We explore the archives, select some very precious recordings with some special meaning for our guest, and explore them as deeply as we can. And we are doing that tonight. I am very, very happy to have along and introduce you to you tonight the fantastic Jorge Sylvester. Jorge, welcome back to WKCR. Hey, Mitch. Yeah. So... Now, we were, uh, let me tell everybody first who's in this band. It's Karen Borka on bassoon, right. Jay Oliver on bass, Paul Murphy playing drums, and uh, once again, a live recording, obviously. But um, we've been talking about putting this program together for a while, 
and I asked you what might uh, what you might be excited about talking about and presenting, and I believe Jimmy Lines was the very first name that came off your lips. Yeah, I mean to, to be to be frank, right on. There's a lot of players, a lot of. Uh, I've been listening to Jimmy Lyons for some time now. He's, uh, you know, the thing about Lyons is that he's such an extension of Bird as far as his approach, you know. Um, How do you mean? Just the way I love the way he groups. Grouping to me is the whole, the whole key factor there, grouping the notes. And Can the approach as, 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 as far as the... Lock it in that whole grouping thing. And when I, you know, when I was starting to play my, my, my teacher back home used to talk about grouping. You know, we we, we would go through these uh, classical pieces and, you know, the, the, the close, but it wasn't this, but the way they approach in grouping the notes. No. The attack and release and finishing it. So his whole thing to me when I, when I, when I first heard Alliance uh, 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 was way back in Madrid. I saw him live with Cecil Taylor at a, at a performance. And it was a long, big ensemble. They had dancers, they, uh, uh, a whole bunch of crew. It was Cecil, uh, 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 Jimmy Lyons. I didn't know that, that much about him then, but that's the first time I saw him. Later on, I, I checked him out more. And uh, I, I personally like his old approach and the, the fact that he's coming way out of bird he just takes bird to the the ultimate and uh, that's what's really inspired me to i like check that him out. i like I, that and i think that's probably a little different from what most people their first sense when they think about jimmy lyons yeah because uh i mean he i mean there's a lot of cats that play the the the, the, the so-called free music or whatever you want to name it but his his thing is that he's coming way from the bebop tradition. He's got that, but then he's extending it. He's it's almost like he took the the approach to bird and like separated it in pieces and just link it within the music, you know. And you know, it's like I dig that because uh you're dealing with textures, mm -hmm. you're dealing with sound. Mm -hmm. You're dealing with uh, rhythmic phrases, motifs, all of that stuff, and you're coming out with something very much yours. It's not that he's bopping and he's just bebopping. He's just he's bebopping and, and beyond. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is his sound, you know, tone. How would you describe whole. his tone? Well, he's coming... In my opinion, he's got the classical alto saxophone tone that I like. Big, fat, you know. Um, mm -hmm. That altissimo that is very bright. And, uh, you know, you hear that cat that, that's coming out from guys like uh, uh, Johnny Hodges and those dudes. You know, it's, it's just the same tradition thing. He's coming out way from that. So you hear that sound, that approach, and it's, it's playing. Uh, it's, he's not, I mean... This is not a, a, a bring down to classical saxophone players and the ones that are studying classical music on the saxophone because I did study that with my professor at the conservatory in Panama. And he used to tell me, uh, cut the vibrato. I don't want that. Uh, he used to say Hawaiiana, meaning the, yeah. Hawaiian instrument. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because to me, the, the classical saxophone approach is almost like into the cello sound, okay? 
And I grew up listening to guys with that big fat sound. Another, uh, another example of sound that I like is like uh, uh, Arthur Blight. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, he's Jackie gotta, McLean. Those yeah. kind of big sounds. Um, yeah. You got, I mean, there was a guy in Panama named, we used to call him Nicely. He's a big, big, tall brother, older guy. I used to play in this band they called the Concordia Band. It was like the um, a marching band. I mean, I don't know. I was like 15, 20, something like that. And I learned from these cats. I mean, this, this guy would play one sound, and it, was, it would cover the entire room. Just a big sound. No bunch of chops, okay? Just one tone. That's fat. all you need. People yeah. say... Fat. Yeah. And now, do you do they, uh, You move a lot of air to do that? Is that part of it, or how do you... Well, you use your diaphragm. The whole yeah. trick is in the diaphragm, you know. My professor used to constantly, in, in the conservatory, touch my diaphragm when I was playing, you know. Because all I did study with him was interpretation. I didn't study... You know, no bunch of stuff like uh, techniques. So we studied interpretation, and um, he he was he was very much into that whole thing. All it had to do with the sound. So Jimmy Lyons, in my estimation, you know, like it's funny because I had this CD here, and I wanted to quote this thing that he said here. This is a, a CD that I had. I bought it years ago, and uh, it's, it's called Jump Up. It's one of the classic, I think, and. Uh, um, he, he he quoted this 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 phrase here, and he says that um, this is what Jimmy Lyons says. He said, "Music is supposed to be sounds, notes that are put together, right, mm-hmm. in a certain way that makes it an experience for you and the people hearing it." Okay, mm-hmm. it's no more than that. It's mm-hmm. no more than that. It sounds so simple. It's very simple. But obviously, there's more to it. And um, with that quote, my, I mean, my teacher used to say, music is just uh, scale, chords, and intervals. That was my professor back home. He used to say, scale, chords, and intervals. That's all music is. Uh, Euclid Hall, you know, he was this old guy, played that jazz stuff. He had that whole dexterity and all of this. You know, he used to do all this grouping thing. But um, Jimmy Lyons just... Uh, I mean, the guy, I mean, to me, he's the cat, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's the cat. I'm, 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 I'm getting it. Yeah, he's, talk about he's it. the cat. Uh, you're, you're listening he to was W. He's the cat. He, he's, you know, he's, yeah. he's, 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 he's very much missed, much missed, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, uh, well, I just want to catch people up. If you're just tuning in, this is WKCR. My name is Mitch Goldman. This program's called Deep Focus. You Got us at the right time because it's early in the program. We're here with you till 9 p.m. And uh, very excited about this. Jorge Sylvester is here. We are listening to some very, very, truly exquisitely rare recordings of Jimmy Lyons and talking about his music. And uh, you are in for a treat. You'll also be in for a treat tomorrow night if you come to the Baha'i Center on East 11th Street between University and Broadway, 53 East 11th Street. Jorge Sylvester's Ace Collective is playing two shows tomorrow night at 8 and 9.30. And I want to talk about that a little bit more tonight, but I want to uh, I want to take you away from what you were saying about Jimmy Lyons, because this is fascinating to me. He's an alto saxophonist. You're an alto saxophonist. And that um, what you were saying about groupings of notes, I'm curious for a saxophonist. Okay, I'll give you a simple example. <laughs> okay. I'll give you a simple example. Let's say we're singing... I mean, this is an example 
I wouldn't say non-musician people or, or, or whatever, but I, I make it real simple so it doesn't get, I don't want to get into the technical thing, but let's say you're singing, you singing, um, let's say you're singing I Remember April, right? Mm-hmm. Or let's say you're singing ba ba be ba ba bo bo be ba 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 and you playing, you playing the changes over that melodic line. Now, the grouping of the notes to finish that phrase in that entire, in that 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 amount of bar. You know, that's a just very simple example. Mm-hmm. Now that that stuff is not that grouping to play that in that grouping and and hold that together bar per you know per bar uh beat per beat and make it sound good that's what i'm talking about mm-hmm. the way he approaches that now the obvious question then okay this is very simple stuff it's very simple with a song that's got a regular beat right. and chord changes all of a sudden now he's playing and of course one thing that we all associate jimmy lyons with that you mentioned was his playing with cecil taylor who's one of the creators of that style of um, leaving some of that structure behind. And where does that leave our hero, the alto saxophonist, to, I mean, I, I just imagine, you know, Cecil's got this concept in his head, and he's bringing that to the stage, and now Jimmy Lyons is creating his voice on right. his instrument to go with that. That's a that that's a whole other form of creation there. Yeah, it's, it's a is a retuning of what what he did with Cecil in his own approach, in his own direction, in his own own concept. So um as far as like you know, he's playing in open form. It's pretty much controlled even though it's very free and uh the chord changes situation is is pretty much not thrown through the window, but it's an open canvas where he can do the thing he does with his horn. So um, the grouping comes like in a very much sparsely motif way within the concept of the composition and what he's trying to approach you know what he's trying to where he's trying to take it to um you know it's it's like in this first piece i heard i think i you know and i was listening to this i think it could be one of his riffs he he did these things he called he called the riff i think it's number 1 or number 5 one of them but uh I heard that stuff on that that CD jump up that he did with um, with Jimmy uh, Sonny Murray, mm-hmm. you know, and, and John Lindbergh. He did, did this this trio version of that. Now he's got Karen Borker there. She's bad too, and um, I think it's. I mean, you don't have the titles, but I think it's riff number one or number five, one of those two. Uh huh. Yeah. We and, unfortunately, yeah. I mean, this is part of the na- nature of having these great live recordings but yeah i just thoroughly notated yeah yeah i just heard this today as you said uh, but uh, i think i mean the the approach that he's using i love that stuff because what he's doing 
it's just like breaking up. It's it's compartmentalizing phrases, you know, within his uh, 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 harmonic, uh, intervallic, I should say, uh, 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 approach, you know. And the beautiful thing about it is that, uh, like I'm hearing this version now in quartet with Karen, and she her approach is in the same in the same uh, direction towards the composition. And 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 uh, it's, it's very it's real fresh. I mean, it's, it's it's really really cool to hear it like this. I heard it as I said in trio before, but I like I like the approach in in, in the quartet setting. And and you know and uh, you know this the, the 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 trio version he does it with the Sonny Murray. You got this. Uh, you got uh, what's it? Paul Mur Murphy and drums here. Yes. Yeah, I'm not that familiar to him. Uh, Jay Oliver on bass and um, is a is a, is a very strong quartet. And um, I think I think when they played this piece, I'm not sure, but I could say that. Uh, the entire unit is so tight, and and and, and it, you know the listening the listening approach is, is I would I would think is more cohesive a little bit more than in the trio when he did it with uh, Sonny Murray, which is great too. The trio setting is really cool, and but, bassoon of yeah, course yeah. is a uh, other yeah. than Karen Borka, I could say somewhat unusual yeah. sound to hear in an improvising collective, and it's got. Uh, kind of carves out its own yeah. place. Yeah, Karen is great. I met her at uh, when I was at CMS, Creative Music Studio, back in 1980, and she was there. Um, she's a great player, and uh, she did a lot of work with him, obviously. And um, it's it's the bassoon is such a flexible instrument too because uh, it has an incredible range, you know. Yeah. And 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 and, and, and a yeah. very distinctive. Yeah. Very distinctive, yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I mean, when I first heard this, I was really, it was good to hear. I was really pleased with checking out this, and uh, it's really cool. There, There is truly not enough of this music that, Yeah, that's, uh, that's the other thing. You don't, you don't get that much of his work. Yeah, you know, not nearly that's, enough. That's I mean, quartet. you know, the, what he brought to Cecil Taylor's music over such a span of time, and especially this kind of improvised music where the individual voice means so much that is invaluable but you also want to hear you know it's not like he didn't have his own concept he did oh absolutely and absolutely uh, there are recordings of him there's some terrific recordings of him but hearing more just wants to make you hear i have some stuff that he did also with um uh, uh andrew surreal this trio with um gene lee Mm -hmm. And it's a whole different approach, you know. But his sound is just, his, con his harmonic conception is there, you know. I mean, I hear so much a bird, you know, and, uh, uh, he, you know, he, he even goes sometimes that you hear like uh, like he's phrasing or, or, or like, uh, not, not to quote exactly, but you can hear that bebop thing from way back then and it's playing even though he's on this and this other direction you know you, you you could hear and that's that's the thing i mean i'm i bop so i'm about that and uh that's what i like about him i mean it's just it's, it's just really he's like one foot in the past and one in the future you know that's uh yeah not at all surprising yeah. that you would find that 
appealing because I yeah. think that's yeah. a great description yeah. of what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm working on that. And, uh, um, you know, my band is, uh, my band is, is working with the Caribbean rhythms and uh, I heard some of that Caribbean stuff in, 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 in Jimmy Lyons. Yeah, I think there's a tune here that you're gonna play after some. I don't know. There's some 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 piece here. The, I think it's Tortuga that he did on the trio version too. I heard it on this with with Karen, and that's like a calypso thing going on there. It's really slick because. Well, we talk about it when you play. Okay. It, it, should we play another? Maybe yeah. Give yeah. me a chance to hear another track. Yeah. Okay. Let me catch you up, uh, especially if you're just tuning in. Jorge Sylvester is my guest. He is performing tomorrow night with his Ace Collective. Sets are at 8 o'clock and 9.30 at the Baha'i Center on East 11th Street, 53 East 11th Street, between University and Broadway in the heart of the village, 212-222-5159 for ticket information. And uh, we're going to talk about this a little bit more. I want to talk about the ensemble and, okay. and all that. But um, this is very exciting. We are, this program, Deep Focus, we... Uh, pull some live recordings from the WKCR archives, unreleased recordings, and explore them. And it's a recording that has some very special meaning for Jorge, and now for me, maybe for you. It's Jimmy Lyons Quartet at the 8th International New Jazz Festival in Mers, Germany, June 4th, 1979. And the ensemble is Jimmy Lyons, alto saxophone, Karen Borka bassoon, Jay Oliver on the bass, Paul Murphy on the drums. And we're going to hear another track right now and uh, come back and talk about it some more. My name is Mitch Goldman. This is WKCR. You are listening to Deep Focus. And we'll hear... We'll go right back to the stage at MERS. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
That is part one of three parts of this deep focus from February of 2012. Jorge Sylvester, one of my favorites. What a sound. You have to listen to Jorge play the alto saxophone. You got to hear this man's music. You got to feel his spirit. You got to hear his sound. East Collective, a number of terrific uh, ensembles that he leads, all wonderful. And you're hearing his spirit and his love for the music of Jimmy Lyons. And uh, that's what this show's all about. Okay, that's part one. Parts two and three are waiting for you, as are, uh, I think, like 130-some other episodes of Deep Focus. They're all there on, I, I straightened up my website. I feel like I cleaned my desk. Um, MitchGoldman.com, all the links over there to the podcast now actually do function and link to work to uh, connect you to uh, various podcasting sites that uh, where you can find Deep Focus, including our hosting site, which is mitchgoldman.podbean.com. And we just also found out that we've had over 10,000 episodes downloaded, which is an insignificant number in the larger world. But you know what? It's kind of cool. I don't really do very much to promote this. I'm not that smart about this stuff. Maybe somebody wants to pick that up and uh, do that for Deep Focus. That would be kind of cool. Um, I don't make any money doing this. I don't even collect any money. Actually, I lose money doing this, but I'm happy to do it. So um, it's not like I need to go out and sell it. But yeah, word is out. You know, So I guess I'm saying, tell some folks if you like the show. Tell some people about Deep Focus. There'll be, it's like a gift you give away and you still have it. Wow. Did I just make that up? Okay. Go uh, check out part two and part three, February of 2012, Jorge Sylvester on the topic of Jimmy Lyons. It's Deep Focus. I'm Mitch Goldman. See you over there. <laughs>